I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Bethy Hungerford, and you're listening to Friends with Recipes, the podcast featuring your favorite people and their favorite recipes. Today's guest brought us just outside of London to High Wycombe, which is the home of today's guest, Chris Cox. Chris is an illusionist, mind reader, comedian, and all-around entertainer whom I met at a cooking event in London a year or two ago. Chris stood out at the event not only because he was the only man in a room full of women, but also because he clearly knew what he was doing food-wise. He was also just so outgoing and funny it was hard not to notice him. I became even more fascinated by Chris when I got to his house and found out that he has worked with Heston Blumenthal, not what I expected him to say at all. This man has many tricks up his sleeve in more ways than one. We're here in High Wycombe sipping tea. Yes. With Chris Cox. And my mess. And his beautiful mess. My wife is going to go mad when she sees this and realize I haven't cleaned the kitchen. She'll be fine. She's fine. So you were just telling me before we started yeah. recording, you were telling me that you um, had some time off work. Yes. And you taught yourself to cook. Yeah, I had uh, time off work that I didn't want. I was hoping work would come in and there was no work and I was going crazy um, doing nothing all day. And there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Yeah. Uh, so I'd been doing some work. And this was before your daughter was born. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'd been doing some work uh, with the fat duck restaurant and had sort of got into cooking quite a lot. Huh, what work were you doing um, with the so fat I was duck? creating magic tricks that go alongside the uh, the meals you have. So there's certain courses which have magic tricks in them, so I created them. Um, and it made me like... So hold on, who's yeah. doing the magic tricks? So the uh, the storytellers, which are what the fat duck called the waiters, they uh, they do the magic tricks. I and really then, want to go to the fat It's so good. I can hook you up. I mean, you still have to pay, but it's that's the fine. Best meal but of your to life. get in, you have to like call six months ahead. Yeah, or it's something. a new system now. To get in, every month they release tickets for two months down the line, um, and it's okay. like a ticket. You buy a ticket now, like mm-hmm. going to Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. well, that's because that's what we did in um, to go to uh, the French Laundry. Yes, in in California, yeah. which yeah. was amazing. It was incredible, yeah. absolutely. So but there nice. were no magic tricks. Okay, so the storytellers do the magic tricks. Yeah, and there's like a whole, we worked on this whole thing where there's the idea of there you have, you go on, you don't have a menu, it's called the journey. Okay. So I worked with a team on all the sorts of creative sides of that and telling that story. Did you get to work with Heston himself? Yes, I worked with Heston a lot. Here's the most frustrating thing about working with Heston is that... Okay, you are being recorded. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot, like he is the, I love him to bits. Um, And he lived uh, not far from where I used to live in West London. So I'd go around regularly to see him. And me and my wife would go around and so cool. hang out every single time I've been to his house. Not once has he ever cooked anything. Really? And like, just toast, anything. So I can say, you've cooked me something. The best I got was a fancy coffee from a machine, which I had no idea how it worked. So you can't say, I went to Heston's house and he, and he cooked for me. You can say, I, can I, went say to- I went to Heston's house and one time he said, we'll do have dinner. And I assumed he'd cook. And we then got a takeaway 
but it was delivered in a Bentley. So I don't know where he gets his takeaways <laughs> from. But I was like, okay, well, let's go close Bentley enough. takeaway. Yeah, I don't know who, do, who provides it. I'm assuming it's not a service we can access. No, I'm sure it's, hey, Heston mm. wants some, you know. Heston wants it. it was a very good curry. Uh, Bentley curry. Bentley curry. Yeah. Oh, I love Bentley curry. It's very Amazing. cool. So what are you making mm. for us today? So I often, I cook, I, cook, I do all the cooking at home uh, normally because I love it. And it sort of works out with our routine with the baby. and that Because um, your baby is 13. 13 months. Yeah. So uh, I'll sort of start cooking middle afternoon normally and then... At about half six, we take her up for a bath, and about 6.45, Helen and I take her out of the bath. Helen then puts her down to sleep, and I come down and finish dinner. Okay, start dinner. so the baby eats one meal. Yes, baby eats the five, and then we eat in the evening. Although, in the last few last few weeks, we start to try and eat together a couple of times a week, yeah. because now she's eating properly, so she will have, like, I'll do a pot. The one of the things I learned, the best tips I've ever learned from... Asked a uh, chef guy called Ash Palmer Watts, who's mm-hmm. the head chef of Dinner by Heston. Okay. Uh, which I think's got two Michelin stars now. Amazing. Um, he's amazing. I was like, what are the, what can I, what are the simple things I can do to make my cooking better? And he said, double the salt, double the butter. And he's yes. so right. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, cooking for the baby means I can't do those things. So she oh, has no. her own pot, so I'll yeah. make ours. And, and then, I'll salt it throughout and use all the umami bombs and hers will have... Umami bombs? Umami bombs. So uh, depending on what you're cooking... I put umami bombs in things, which just gives it a depth of flavour. So you mean like, like mushrooms? And, or is this yeah, like something yeah, like you mushrooms, buy? But no, I make my own little umami bomb mix, which is uh, anchovies, fish sauce, marmite, um, bit of Worcestershire sauce, and uh, parmesan. I love that. Yeah. And, and what do you do? Taste. You like mix it together and then you just I just like mix add... it into a little homogenised mix and then throw it do you, in. Is that something you just keep in the fridge at all no, times? No, I normally or... just make it up for what I'm doing. I should keep it in the... I should put it in like a little... Is umami bomb something you learned from Heston? Yeah, I think it's a phrase that's been bounded around there a lot. I've never yeah. heard of an umami, umami bomb. bomb. And you go, just elevates the food. So you just add it to anything? Mm, most things. No, I wouldn't add it to... Maybe I'd add it to a chicken. Depends what it is. It's like if I'm just doing a chicken breast or something. I so it's it not in a recipe. You're doing a recipe and you're like, that would be a great that moment That would be a great moment for an umami bomb. Exactly. Like anything like a bolognese or chili or any of those types of things. Yeah. Just soak up umami bombs. Did you know that umami didn't come out as a flavor until like the 80s or yeah, something? Yeah, and it's a Japanese. It comes from Japanese, I, I think, think so. I yeah. mean, it sounds like a Japanese word. Yeah, umami. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't sound um, like Midwest America. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. It's like, I think seaweed's very high in umami. And mushrooms. mushrooms and soy, soy sauce, that's the other thing. That's oh, yeah. umami bomb. Yeah, they've got to use bomb. the right soy. I learned about that recently. The what soy? The right, not, like knowing when to use light or dark soy. Oh, what's the difference? I mean, I um, don't know. Dark soy know. you normally use towards the end of cooking as like a garnish soy. It would be what you dip in uh, my light soy you should use during your cooking. Huh. You I had no idea. Okay, but we still don't know what you're cooking mm. today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm cooking. Um, I'm just doing chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> chocolate chip? Oh, great. Yeah, but these are the best oh, Did you do that because I'm American? I did it because you're oh, American. Thanks. And because I go away on uh, <laughs> Sunday for a week. Yeah. Uh, for two months. Um, and for I, a week, for I a week, mean two, two months. months. <laughs> That's a slight difference. Um, and I always leave um, chocolate chip cookie dough in the freezer for Aww. Helen when I'm away. And then like little balls. So if ever there's guests around, we can just put cookies in the oven. Oh, that's so, so cute. So that's the, like, just do lots of cookies at once and then leave them in the freezer. So what do you, what does your wife do then when you're gone? She she has she to, has does to she, fend for herself. Does she, she like cook. to she, cook? Yeah, okay. she does like to cook. It's just I've taken over. When I was learning to cook at home, 
I would then cook every night, and that just became the routine. And, and how really did you it. how did you learn to cook? You just YouTube you just videos. Did it. I asked people a couple of really good books. There's a book. Um, Which books? So this were... is my this one. Actually, this one I just got in the last few weeks, and mm -hmm. the re every recipe I've done from it is amazing. So this is called Dining book. In by yeah. Alison Roman. So I did uh, a lamb thing from here the other night. Mm -hmm. uh, I did let's see, that one there. Lamb Chicken. stew with fennel, preserved lemon, and crispy fried bread. That was great. This looks amazing. And then I did a Crispy roasted broccoli, no, roasted cauliflower with tahini and uh, medulla dates as a little side, mm. which is amazing as well. So you just kind of jumped in mostly. Yeah. What were you watching on YouTube? Uh, I was literally just Googling recipes that I was, I thought oh, I'd quite like to cook this yeah. and just watch people do them. But this book and the guy run, he's on the Serious Eats website. I basically <gasps> went through I've heard all of this. that. Holy moly. And this, this is, is the recipe I use for my cookies book. comes from the food lab. From the food lab. By J. Kenzie Lopez Alt. Yes. Okay. And he's got um, seriouseats.com is his website. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the amount, I have a whole browser, ta a whole browser, which I keep minimized on my computer, which all it's got in it are recipes I want to cook. So it's got lots from him. There's a lot of um, uh, Ottolenghi in there at the minute. Yeah. I'm going through a lot of Ottolenghi stuff. Love. I only have one of his cookbooks, but I... I love it. Yeah, like this book, what it wow. does is it teaches you like the science behind the cooking. And the other one I totally got obsessed with this year. And there's like in this one still that I'm looking at, the food lab, that it's like, should I peel my asparagus? Yeah, so what, so he, what's the best way to store asparagus? He does science things on like, here's all the options on how to do stuff and here's what I think's best. Yeah. Um, and this other one, Salt Fat Acid yes. Heat, I've been going through a lot this year, which is, uh, she's got a Netflix show now as well. But there's about... About a quarter of the book's recipes, but the rest you read like a novel and basically salt, fat and acid heaps are the secrets to good cooking. I was just talking to someone about this. Salt, mm. fat, acid heat by Salmon Nostrat. Yeah, Salmon yeah. Nostrat, uh, It's really beautifully movie. illustrated. And it's like, here's a thing which totally changed my cooking from there, uh, which is seasoning chicken. So if I'm doing a roast chicken or any chicken, about if I can, a day before, I'll salt it. Aha. Uh -huh. And it... The difference it makes is amazing. Yeah. And I've got a sous vide, which I use quite a lot. Um, oh, really? I'm one of those guys. You're one of those guys. Uh, We're working with Heston, yeah, I guess. Um, and it's sort of like... So explain to the listeners mm. what that is. So sous vide used to be a proper technical magic... Um, not magic. Magic. magic <laughs> the proper technical <laughs> kitchen-y thing where it was a industrial... It's, it's a water bath where you cook it under vacuum pressure. So that's what it was. Where now you can get these wand ones, which are like 100 quid. I've got an Anova one and you just stick it, it looks like a ray gun, you stick it in any pot of water, so like a stock pot or something, set it to exact temperature, you vacuum seal your meat, your vegetables, whatever, your fish, put it in at a certain temperature, you can find all the temperatures online, cook it for a certain amount of time and it comes out perfect. And then you just Maybe. finish it in a pan to get the Maillard reaction. But the done. main, but like a, a sous vide, like, yeah. like so a normal one a, is quite expensive, Yeah, isn't the, the industrial kitchen ones are big and they're whole things, yeah. where here, in fact, if you want, I can show you it. Mm. Ignore the hanging up of the jumpers. I'm going to ignore. So we're walking back into your... I'm into so jealous like of Like a this. little utility room because well, I moved out of London and got a utility room. Don't say utility room because that's that's not giving credit to this room. You have a full-fledged laundry room. It's a laundry room. Yeah. You say utility room and it sounds like it looks like crap, but this is like nice cupboards, nice cupboards and a sink yeah, and, and a big counter. And, and uh, I have here, this is the vacuum sealer. Like it looks like a laminator. Yeah. So that, and then the, I use these little rolls of vacuum seal here. So I put the meat in, whatever it is, seal it, and then uh, this is the sous vide. 
Oh my gosh. It's just, just that. And it it sits. looks like a really big dildo. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what that it, I was frustrated in. when I bought it. I was like, oh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it cooks great food. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you just put that in anything of water. So I've yeah. got like this little chef kitchen. So um, you use thing. this quite often because it's yeah. all kind of out and yeah, handy. Yeah, it's all out. Like if I'm doing salmon or chicken or just something simple, I'll stick it in there, carrot, like carrots and stuff. Really? In. And it's also really great because you can sort of leave it, let it do its thing. And you've also got this got creme brulee. brulee. Creme brulee flame torch. I used that the other day for grilled cheese. For grilled cheese. <laughs> and the top of it, the, uh, the um, oven was too... Uh, fussy? It was too fussy. No, the grill was smoking too much. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I'm going to just smoke <laughs> the house out. So I used So the, you just I took used your the blow little... torch. Just take the blowtorch. You just, you put cheese on a piece of bread and you just blowtorch No, it. I'd done it properly. I'd done like... <laughs> I fried the bread in the butter, and then yeah. I just needed to finish the top of it because it was under the grill was too much smoke. So I just. But that's amazing because that took probably thirty seconds. Yeah. Where the grill yeah. would have been. And yeah, that's way more fun too. So much more fun. Although I got out, I ran out of gas about halfway through. Okay. So it slightly ruined. <laughs> so the less fun. Yeah, less fun. Half of it, lovely. Okay, so you are making. Mm. I feel like we could let just me, end up chatting. Yeah, let me start cooking. chatting for two hours and miss. Okay. So, miss out on the cookies. Cookies. The uh, because it's baking, I always have to refer to the recipe because yeah. I don't want to. So what, where's well. your recipe from? Which so this is from SeriousEats.com, which is okay. the Jay Kenzie Lopez, and he did a whole study on how to make perfect cookies and how you to have them, how you like them. So the main thing to remember is that you want to do. Um, I'm going to get a saucepan out it's over here. Uh, that you want to do. Brown sugar makes the cookies chewy, mm -hmm. where white sugar makes the cookies crisp. So depending on ah. how crisp or chewy you like your sugar, um, your, your cookie, cookie, you then uh, pick the right type of right sugar to make it. So if you like a really crisp cookie, use more yeah. white sugar. Because um, I my go-to chocolate chip cookie recipe, because of course as an American, yeah. I have lots of opinions. You do, um, it's particularly on cookies. It, well, particularly on chocolate chip cookies, yes. Um, that I use a recipe that has white and brown sugar. This one has white and brown sugar. Ah. Do you use a Toll House recipe? Because no. that was my starting point in learning to cook cookies. I, I, I've tried many different recipes. The one I have in my, I have one of those old um, cookbooks where you handwrite everything in. Yes. It's just a bunch of blank pages. I like that. And I used to write all my recipes down on there before I realized a computer was much faster. <laughs> yeah, it's so much quicker. But I, um, I wrote a recipe in there from Whole Foods from uh -huh. like the early aughts that is and my your go -to. favorite. Yeah. So can you tell me where I'm going different from it? Oh, I was after 225. So, I've just done 223. That's because you're I'm a magician. Good. Quite happy with that. <laughs> Very happy myself. So I'm just um, cutting up some butter. Yeah, so this is not, I don't brown the butter in my recipe. Ah, uh, yeah, so I brown the butter, which you don't need to do, but it adds a really nice deep caramelly yeah. flavor to it. I bet it does. Um, so I just use an unsalted butter and I chop it into chunks. And are you, so you're using just, really hard is butter. President Butter? I'm actually using, this is the Anchor. I would oh. normally use, I prefer, of choice, I'd go for the Lure Pack. Okay, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask. But, Again, another thing a chef taught me was never, uh, if you get the best butter you can get. Always get the best butter you yeah. can get, yeah. Like, that's the thing not to scrimp on. Um, so, uh, so my husband always does. I do the same thing. Does yeah. your husband do the get the best butter you can get? Yeah, so I'll be, because we do an online food order and we both have the app on our phones. Yes. And sometimes I'll go on to add, you know, like, you know, something we've run out of, to, blue roll or something. Yeah. 
And I'm like, why do we already have 15 pounds in this in this <laughs> oh, I bought butter. cart? It's because my husband has put in yeah. Yeah, 15 pounds worth of butter. So much butter. Um, but in this instance, I also uh, buy the butter that's on offer. Yes. So I'm like- uh, Sometimes I, uh, really nice butter goes on offer and then you like, great. buy loads. And apparently you can freeze butter. You can freeze butter. That is very true. Do you do that? Um, I don't because we are currently lacking in freezer space and I'm currently contemplating an additional freezer. Because the freezer I try to fill up when I'm away, I fill it up with when I try and cook before I yeah. go away and then fill up with a load of portions of food. So we have like on the side of the fridge a list of what foods currently in the freezer. Oh my gosh. That Helen can have while I'm away. Uh, so it's like two different types of sweet and sour chicken that I make, which is a recipe that took me ages to perfect. A couple of confit ducks, very good to do in the sous vide. A couple of curries, a couple of bolognese's. Um, wow. So that's where like, we'll run off that. So you, you fill the freezer before you go? Yeah, I try to. And then also, sort of, whenever I cook, I try to just do, unless it's something where it's, you've got to eat it straight away, I'll try and cook more. Yeah. And then we have it. Because how much of the year are you gone? Depends on my schedule and what work is and where the work is. So, just so this year I've been away quite a lot. Explain to everybody what it is so I'm a, you do. Officially, I'm a mind reader, so I'm a magician that Why do you laugh reading. when you say that? Because it's a ridiculous job size. What do you do? I'm a mind reader. <laughs> um, I'm not really, I can't really read your mind, but I can make you think that I can read your mind by using magical and psychological techniques. Okay, um, can, but, can we try that? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we should actually. <laughs> uh, we'll do that. When we're letting the butter cool, I will okay. read your mind. Um, okay. So hold on, you, you've just put in so a, a, whole... a whole... Basically a whole slab of butter minus a tiny bit, 225 grams. And, and you're now, letting, it's quite high temperature. Yeah, I'm keeping it sort of medium low, uh, just so honest, in a smallish pan. I'm just gonna brown it now, which basically when it starts to go brown and it smells nutty, turn it off. Um, so right now it just smells like butter. Yeah, and it'll take about five minutes or so. So that's, it's actually, it's doing a s slow boil. Yeah, which is probably a tiny bit high for it, but I'm trying to get through it quick. So I've never, so now it's kicking up, so I've never browned a whole a slab whole thing of butter. Of butter. No. It's good, yeah, it sort of adds, it's supposed to French quite a It's a really good little sauce on things, a little brown butter. Oh, just brown butter. Yeah, with a bit of lemon juice. Ooh. Very nice, like good on a steak or something like that. Or on pudding. On pudding. Um, so this is the bit you can go without. The problem with doing cookies this way is I learned, I did the brown butter and then made cookies. And every time I was bringing, it was just the mixture was so wet and yeah. I kept having to add more and more flour. And then mm -hmm. when I cooked them, they were awful. Mm -hmm. And it's because I was an idiot and was like, oh yeah, of course the butter was wet. So Same what do you do? Oh, you have to let so it cool So I now have down. to let it cool after I've done it for about ah. half an hour in the fridge till it starts to solidify a little bit. Is that in the recipe? Or you've it is in the recipe and I just always ignored that bit. <laughs> first time I was like, oh, I can't be asked with that. Yeah. Um, it turns out quite an important bit. Do you know my biggest tip for cooking, <coughs> baking cookies? What is it? After you've made the dough, mm -hmm. you do one cookie. One. One. Yeah. Cook it and then you look at it. Okay, so, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. So if it's, if it's perfect, then you just go on, you just cook the rest of your cookies. Yeah. If it's too crispy, mm -hmm. that means there's too much sugar. Mm -hmm. And per your suggestion, yeah. there's probably too much white sugar yes. then. So you'd offset with more brown or a bit of butter? Uh, I always offset with flour. Flour, of course. Just to kind of even it out yeah. a bit more. And then they're actually on Pinterest, you can find whole charts like if it looks like this, yes. 
do, yeah, the, do this. So on the Serious Eats website, there's a whole like 10 web pages worth of, Perfect. here's, you want your cookie to look like this? Here's how you do it. Yeah. yeah. So you cook that one cookie, bake that one cookie, <laughs> Then you look at a chart like that. Yeah. Let's say go to serioseats.com. Yeah. Other websites are available. <laughs> um, and then you adjust from there and then do one more. So it's a bit more time consuming because yes. you have to commit to. So on that line, the yeah. other thing which makes these so much better is to is they will be all the better tomorrow. And Why is that? Us, just, it's sort of like anything, like a good bolognese or a good yeah. stew. It, resting it and letting it soak, soak all its flavors up makes it just the better thing the next day. Yeah. So like this dough will last five days and I'll freeze a load of it as well. But it's better the more you... Um, so yeah, you freeze the, the dough, so not I, the cookie. Yeah, so I roll, roll the dough into little balls and then wrap each ball in greaseproof paper or cling film. Each ball? Each ball, yeah. So she, sorry, ball. Ball, a ball, ball. When I was in America, they found it hilarious how I said ball and banana. Yeah. Every morning I'd go like, there's only bananas at breakfast. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> banana, banana. banana. Well, I, I find it difficult to say the difference between ball and bowl. Bowl, as in like, bo like, like a this bowl, thing here, bowl. Yeah, like a bowl of cereal yeah. or a, a ball of dough. Yeah. And you would say... Ball and bowl. 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 So, Can you so, do an English accent? Uh, no, no, I can't. Oh, that's good. Is it? No, turns out no, I was mistaken. Plastic, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> Everywhere, when I do a, an English accent, people say I sound like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it's very I Van Dyke. I did study acting, but we didn't learn really you to missed, use you an English accent. You missed out on dialect day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did quit. You my did quit. Acting okay. school. So. Like, I'm done. I remember I had to see. Um, I'm, I'm terrible at accents, and I. Uh, so now, once... you, well, hold on. You have to do an American accent. So tell uh, a story in American okay, accent. Okay, so like totally, so like that, I suppose. Just a real, a lot of. Okay, you can stop it. now. Thanks. Um, okay, so what? Yeah, so I, I had to do an uh, audition for a movie, which was a terrible idea my agent had. He's like, oh, why don't we put you in for this? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I can't really act. And I can oh, really? play myself. I can act if the character is me. Um, I'm, um, I'm honestly surprised by that, just having seen clips of you online. Eh, I, I, I've never applied. The thing is, I know there are, I've worked with lots of very good actors and I see how good they are. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. I'll just do what I do. Um, okay. But I went to see a vocal coach and uh, I, was, they were, I had to do a New York accent and they went, okay, do what you think it sounds like. And they literally, I don't think we can do anything for you. Oh, no. I was like, oh, it's that good. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's terrible. Um, but well, can we hear your New York accent? Then? It was like, I kind of went a bit like, I think it was quite Woody Allen-y. Uh, that's a, a shame to use him as the reference point. Um, <laughs> but it was sort of like, I kind of just went a bit staccato with it and realized I had to do it rotic R. I problem with R's. It was, it was awful. It was I that. mean, if I heard you speaking like that. <laughs> What's going, this guy's, someone call an ambulance. Well, having, A, somebody call an ambulance. This guy's having a B, sort of aneurysm. You can't quite tell where that's from. No, it turns out, no, I'm right. Here, smell that. Okay. So it sort of smells a bit nutty now. A bit caramelly. Ooh, it does. Yeah. And that, Ooh, it smells like. And it goes very foamy and it turns very dark and that's basically it. What does that smell like to me? It's, it smells kind of oaty. Yeah. Even. Um, so now I pour that into a bowl. Oh. You get all the little sediments at the bottom, apart from the ones that are stuck because they, they've overbrowned. Um, and I'm going to put a whisk in an ice cube into the bowl and then I'm going to stick it in the fridge. Why a whisk in an ice cube? <laughs> to help cool it down a bit quicker. A whisk? A whisk. Um, the recipe said whisk it in. After I realised my mistake earlier with um, not letting it set, I then was like, oh, I should, uh, I should follow exactly. I'm gonna, do you know what? Today I'm not going to whisk it in. 
we're going to just stir it in. And if this okay. goes wrong, we know it's my it's fault. basically my get out clause if I <laughs> yeah. screw everything up. So hold on, you're, but you're putting an ice cube in there. Yeah, just to cool it down. And also I think a bit of water, it probably needs a bit of water in the recipe. I'm trying to remember but where then, the ice cube is. But that doesn't mess freezer. up the baking ratio? No, I'm assuming it's done for a reason. Oh, so that's in the recipe is to add an ice yes. cube? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing I learned about accents as well yeah. from my friend, uh, to badly drop a name, Penn from Penn and Teller. Yes. He uh, tells a story of um, Hugh Laurie, who, as we all know, does the greatest accent yeah. in the house. I was shocked when I learned he was English. No way, you didn't know he was... Because no, obviously we no watched it going, oh, Hugh Laurie's doing a good accent, but you guys... No, but he just... No it, it doesn't sound like a generic American accent. It sounds like an accent that's very settled and kind of slightly quirky, but not in... Not in a way where you think, oh, well, he's doing an accent, but just in a way where it, it's just very, I can't even quite explain. It's just it's very settled. Yeah. Um, it didn't sound, I was shocked when I learned that wasn't his, his normal he way asked of speaking. He for what, out of the whole filming of the series, of he house. asked, yeah, um, for one sentence to be changed because he couldn't deal with it. And it was? The phrase federal court order. So if you know anyone who can sit too many R's, too many O's, too many U's, and they all stack up on each other. Federal court order. So if you know anyone British who can do a good American accent, try them on the phrase federal court order. Because by the time you get to the end, it's a nightmare. Can I open this? Is this oh, going in the freezer? Yeah, it's going in the... in the fridge because I can't fit okay, it. Okay, so the freezer. brown butter is all melted. Um, so it's so got it's an ice cube melted here. in it and it's going and I'm in. I'm putting it on a little tea towel because the thing's hot, so I don't want it to okay. smash the ice there. So in it goes into the fridge for a little there bit. There we go. There we are. I spent the last six weeks I was on tour in America, so I spent a lot of time around America and Americans in middle America. Yeah. And I realized you can go one of two ways. You can either adjust your language mm -hmm. or you can become basically Hugh Grant. Yes. And I became Hugh. I just got the most British ever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm doubling down. I'm going more British. I'm enunciating everything. Yeah. I will not say water with a D. I will yeah. say water. Yeah. And wait for them to look confused. Yeah. Water. Oh, I'm British. Yeah. You know, like melted ice. <laughs> oh, water. Yes. That. Um, yeah. Like I would not, despite the, the ribbing on my banana phrasing. Yes. And every day I get into my dressing room and finding many bananas there. <laughs> Without a fail, it would be more bananas yeah. than anyone ever needed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I doubled down. Yeah. Yeah. But and I... Well, you've got... But you've not... Well, you've I'm not a, done this consciously. You've so I'm a singer. Adjusted. And that's, yeah. that's part of what you do is you kind of... You listen and you adapt and... and it, maybe it has nothing to do with singing, but that's what I always blame it on. Yeah. That I, I enjoy accents and I enjoy listening to people. And, and just if I say, you know, water bottle... Yeah. As opposed to water bottle. Water bottle does sound weird when you say it. Yeah, it's just, you know, my kids have English accents. Yeah. And so if I'm talking to them, then I will use English phrases and English yeah. terms you will for things. Aluminium. And Aluminium. Uh, and vitamin. Vitamin. Yeah, it's just yeah. every... Like everything is just slightly off, and even the nursery rhymes for babies. Yes. Oh yeah, they're yeah. all just slightly different. Because it's slightly different rhyme patterns, right? Except for the hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You call it the hokey pokey. The hokey pokey. This is like when I discovered a bounce house is a bouncy castle. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you upgrade it to a castle? So. <laughs> Make it fancier. Yeah. It's costing why nothing. Not? So the difference between the hokey pokey yeah. and the hokey pokey, it isn't apparent until you get to. The hokey pokey cokey part. 
<laughs> yeah. Until you get to the part where it's like... Oh, hokey pokey pokey. So you would go, oh, hokey pokey pokey. Nope. No? That part doesn't exist What? How are you... This explains a lot about your country. <laughs> you didn't get the best bit of the hokey... Where do you go to at that point? Left leg in, left leg out, in, out, in, out, shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and turn around. That's what it's Sh all shall about. Shall we do the hokey pokey? Hokey pokey. Then where do you go to here? Um, okay. okay, so this is the American yeah. version. Yeah. You put... Your right leg right in, leg you put your right leg yeah. out, you put your right leg in, and you shake Already it all about. Already the slightly different. You do the hokey pokey and you turn, turn yourself around. around. Yes. That's what it's all about. You put your what? left leg in. No! This is... Oh, I'm furious! This explains why you're uptight as a nation. So no, no, no. Okay, so yeah. now, now let's do okay, the version. Version, really. Okay, you put your right leg in, your right leg out. In, out, in, out, you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and oh. turn it around. And that's what it's all about. And now everyone stands in a circle and you run into the middle as you go, oh, hokey pokey pokey, run back out. And then run back in, oh, hokey pokey pokey, run back out, run back in, oh, hokey pokey pokey. In, out, in, out, rah, rah, rah. So much better. Ter I, I feel so bad for your childhood. And for my children's childhood. Yeah. They, well, no, because the, no, they've got it properly. Yes. They've got it properly, actually. Yes, well, it was no. just me in their, in their little playgroups yeah. when everybody starts rushing the middle and I'm like, well, what, left leg, going what on? happened to the left leg? <laughs> the left leg will come, but first, <laughs> chaos. But first, absolute chaos. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Great. Uh, so, uh, let me do this. Okay, I'm going to leave that one there. Okay. Have you ever been to Las Vegas? Uh, yes. And what do you do there? Do you gamble? Do you... I play blackjack. Play blackjack. Very good. Okay, so mm -hmm. imagine you're at a blackjack table. Mm -hmm. And in front of you, it's the green table and there's a deck of mm -hmm. cards. And you open the deck of cards up. And they're divided in red and black. Mm -hmm. uh, so which half do you pull out, red or black? And you just need to imagine it and tell me what. Oh, I is. need to tell you. Yeah, red. I'm not that good. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Red. Red, good. So you've got the black ones in the card deck. You haven't touched them. You mm -hmm. pour them onto the table. Pour the black ones on yeah, the table. Yeah, and they're in clubs and spades order. Mm -hmm. uh, which ones do you pick up? 
Clubs. Good, so you've got all the clubs in front of you. That's too many to hold, so we need to eliminate some. So, uh, uh, do you prefer the pictures or the numbers? It, I, well, pictures. Okay. But I feel like that's a normal, too boring answer. It's fine, you're okay. it's your I, I do, I, you I'm a very visual person. Okay, so yeah. you get to keep the pictures that you prefer, okay. but do you count the ace as a picture? Some people do, some don't. Some count I don't. This. So you just got the jack, the queen, and the king of clubs. Yes. Okay, in your head, turn one face down. What's face down to begin with? King. Good, and then the next one face down. Jack. Good, and you've got the king and the jack, and they're upside down, and you shuffle them like this, and you hand me one, and I turn it over. What am I... What have I got? The king so or the, the jack of clubs? You've got the jack. Are you sure? Yeah. Now, each step, you made a visual decision and you made that decision, yeah? yeah? And you saw each thing and mm -hmm. each choice was yours. Mm -hmm. And the one card I turned around was the jack of clubs. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the one card I'm going to turn around... What?! ...is the jack of clubs. Great, yeah? Good. Weird. I'm so confused how that works. Um, do you let me let you into a little secret on it? Yeah. So, at the beginning... Does everyone choose the jack of clubs? I sort of make them, uh, a sort of a technique a friend of mine invented called psychologically cul-de-sacking someone. So I'm pushing you in the direction I want you to go, but I need to give you a signpost of what that direction is. And that signpost happened right at the beginning when I said, have you been to Las Vegas? Uh -huh. You said yes. And I said, what do you play? And you say... Blackjack. And that is enough to send you down the path no! I need you to go on. Yeah. Amazing, right? So what if I said no, I, I've never been then to I've Vegas. Then I've gone, okay, well imagine you're there and there's um, people play roulette, they play blackjack. So I want you to imagine you're at a blackjack table. Here we call it 21 or pontoon sometimes, but um, so a blackjack table. And you don't need to know the rules of blackjack, yeah. but... Just the suggestion. That's enough to... And then I just start pushing you towards where I need you to go. So isn't your wife a... She's an educational psychologist. She has a doctorate. She, <laughs> she does it properly. I do it for entertainment purposes. <laughs> Are these the... I've got Ghirardelli ones. And so when I go to America, I always come back with... I buy chocolate chips. He has real chocolate chips. This, yeah. this is amazing. And uh, then sometimes I don't use them all. And I'm then I just, vacuum seal what's left. I'm going to cry. Because you can't get these you here. You can't get them here. So like there's certain things I always buy in America. The, those chocolate chips. Yes. And also for when I make Mexican chilies and stuff. Adobo. Or Chipotle. Yes. Yeah. Chipotle's in adobo. Yep. That, so I buy, I buy Mexican food stuff, just like that, and I buy these chocolate chips, and I buy sprinkles. Sprinkles! Good idea. Yeah, because you yeah. can get all the colors, and here you can only get pastels, which I've just learned is pastel. 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 Um, pastel the color. other thing, which I'm really annoyed we don't do, which I can't find anywhere here, and I wish people would sell it, is corn tortillas. Uh, you can get them now. The cool, Where? cool chili company. That's what I, like, like, like not crispy ones. Flat yeah. corn tortillas. Yes. That's what I need. Yes. I love the, the cool, like, I love making tacos. Yes, but you need the corn tortillas. Yes, you do. So um, the cool chili company sells them, and if you do buy them here from the cool chili company, this is not a this is not a plug. <laughs> but I really hope we're both saying corn tortillas now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used to bring them back from America and just freeze them because they freeze. Yes, they do freeze They freeze well. really well. I used to have a load in here, but I've used them up. Yeah, but now you can buy them here. I'm going to start doing that. Um, yeah. Alexa, add baking powder to my... Sh Alexa, add baking powder to my shopping list. Baking powder added to your shopping I list. I added the wrong one. Alexa, add baking soda to my shopping list. I added baking soda to your shopping list. So I feel like you're really using her. Yeah, like uh, Alexa in the kitchen is great because timers when cooking. 
Ah. And then adding stuff to the shopping list when you realise you're running out. I'm going to just check on the butter because it's starting to cool nicely. But what you don't want is it going too solidified because then okay. it's too hard to work. Um, and now the base of it is cool enough to put there. Lovely. Oh, it smells nice. Can you smell Did you get a whiff of it? No, can I? Yeah, have a little whiff. Very caramel. Ooh, actually, smell. when I opened up the fridge yeah. at all. Yeah, why does it smell like caramel? That's the joy. And so that for that flavor is oh. now going to be added to the cookies. Amazing. Do you want to crack some eggs? Ooh, yes, please. Don't screw this up. Okay. Two large <sighs> eggs. Okay. Pop them in. And now I'm nervous. I wasn't nervous. Now no I'm pressure. nervous. So I use. Um, uh, this is you go on the side, do you? I do side. So what do I you do? do? The, you just do. Oh, no, I do on this. Apparently, I've just surface. watched some sort of Facebook video yeah. or something where it's saying you should do it on a flat That's surface. That's what I do. Okay, you do yours, and I'm going to do the second egg, and we'll see. It's pretty well done, actually. That's a better break than I'm going to get. Mate. Um, you can stick that in the food bin because ah. we recycle. Well done. Uh, so I just go there, but the problem is you then sort of have to break into it. I know. I've got, got this shallot there as well. Uh, I win. This, this is excellent. So it turns out oh, I've got more shell in. This is. Oh. Where's it gone? Oh, there it is. So you should. Uh, ah, my technique worked. You fish out shell by using shell. This was all ah. for educational purposes yeah. and not because I screwed up cracking of the eggs. <laughs> So how often do you make this? Uh, I do these every couple of months, I make them. When they run out of the freezer, I'll then do more. Also, like if we have crème crème for dinner and I can't be bothered to make a dessert, then just these with just out, out of the, the freezer. Oven. Yeah, here's a good little tip you can do with them. Yeah. Um, get a skillet, mm. or um, uh, you can use a muffin or cupcake trays. Mm -hmm. Cookie dough at the bottom, bit of Nutella, cookie dough on the top. Ooh. Yeah, real good. Another spin on this. Just want to get those ribbons slightly thicker. But I don't want to over whip. That'll do. That's looking good. Brown butter is pretty much, mm. you sort of got it half. Oh, I could just eat that with a spoon. Yeah, so it's half solidified, still a bit wet. So. Because it's a bit wet, when I add the flour, I'll be aware that this will be a slightly wetter dough than normal, so I might okay. add a little bit more flour. So it's kind of the consistency of egg yolks. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you sort of see around the edges, it's solidified Yeah. more. So that's going to go in the dry mix and the brown sugar are all going to go in, I think. I'm just going to double check that, but I'm pretty sure we I'm now just paddle it. Paddle surprised it the brown sugar didn't already go in with the other sugar. Brown sugar goes in with the brown butter. Okay. Um, uh, so we add the brown sugar and brown butter and mix for about 15 seconds. Then we add the flour and mix on a low speed until just barely combined with some dry flour, dry flour still remaining. And that's when I might adjust and add more flour. What have you taken out? Did I, did, was that egg yolk in the flour? <laughs> was it black something? Oh, good. Doesn't well, matter. What let's, removing that. Let's ignore it. Um, so let's brown sugar, brown butter. Oh, can, I, can I taste the brown butter? Do you yeah, mind? That is so good. Yeah, it's just butter. Um, I'm now just because we've mm. left this for a while, I just want to check. And this is really... It really does so, taste like caramel. Yeah, it just brings up all those caramelly notes. And mm. So in this goes. So you've added the brown sugar yeah. and the brown butter, and now you're going to slowly mix so in the. Slowly mix in the. Flour. Flour. 
device to help with that. Smooth. <laughs> At low speed, I'm just gonna gently drop it in. And we're gonna try and, it's like a little game where you have to try and do it before the thing comes around and you get it on the top of the um, ah, right. attachment, but I have already lost this game. It's looking like dough. Looking like dough, that's good. So it's a bit of a wetter dough than I'd like, but I think that's because of the butter still being a bit wet. But that looks pretty good. Yeah, that's um, great. So now we do two to five grams of cookie chips. Cookie chips? Cookie chips. Chocolate chips. Oh, chocolate chips. Yeah. Like cookie chips. Cookie chips. Um, so these are Nestle's whole house already in here. So I'm going to put a bit of them in. And sometimes I have, let's see, I sort of mix it up. Sometimes I have some milk chocolate ones. I think I've only got mm. semi-sweets. Do you ever do nuts or coconut or anything I, else? You know what? I never, I have, I did white chocolate and pecan once. Ooh. They were pretty good. But I've always sort of stuck with, Yeah. I stuck with the classics. I feel like when you want a chocolate chip cookie, you just, you don't want it messed with. No. Can I take a little bit of the dough? Yeah. Mm. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Like a deep caramelly flavor. So that'll intensify over the next few days as we keep it in the fridge. So what it tastes like is a chocolate chip cookie that is overcooked. Wait, wait for it. Yeah. That's Sounds overcooked like an and caramelly. no it's not. <laughs> that's overcooked and crispy, but what yes. you really want is that flavor in a soft yes. cookie. So that's you get that and that's dark, what you've done. Caramelly burnt flavor not burnt, but like the burnt butter. Dark yeah. caramel flavour, which in essence is slightly burnt sugar. So when you freeze them... Yeah, I freeze them, so I make little balls like this, yeah. and then, and then wrap each one in like this paper or cling film, and then stick them all in a Ziploc bag. But then do you thaw them before you No, you can stick them, them straight in the oven, like that, for like 14 minutes. At what temperature? 180. Yeah. Alexa, what's 180 in Fahrenheit? Alexa, what's 180 Celsius in Fahrenheit? 156 degrees Fahrenheit. 356 Fahrenheit for our American friends. <laughs> uh, thanks, Alexa. You did good. Um, yeah. Well done, Alexa. Uh, so, like 9 to 11, 12 minutes if you're cooking them from fresh, about mm -hmm. 14 if you do them from frozen. Depends how gooey you want them in the middle. So, here's a question for you. Yeah. Do you know what Americans would drink with milk? Because yes. I have an American friend, Ethan. <laughs> Uh, who, uh, whenever he comes around, he's always like, hit me up. So yeah. I'll give him some cookie dough to go with, and yeah. he'll always want a glass of milk. And yeah. uh, his wife, Lucy, last time I gave him cookie dough, she, the next day, came home. She's an uh, uh, actress in, in musicals, and she came home from work to have cookies that evening, and he'd eaten all of the dough, just raw. <gasps> oh, no. She was like, he's a terrible, terrible husband. <laughs> But I took it as high praise. Yes. They're going in the oven now. Alexa, nine minute timer. Nine minutes, starting now. And she'll let us know when the cookies are ready. Mm. Let's see how they're looking. Oh, they're oh that's perfect. A tiny bit over. I a a tiny bit edge. over, you think? Yeah, just on the edge. It's got a little brown and I oh. like it to have gone. <gasps> See, these are slightly. Mm. If I was having it as a dessert, yeah, I would have that. Would be about two minutes less, so it'd be really gooey in the oh, middle. Oh yeah. But actually, as a cookie, it looks perfect. Can 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 we have one? Yeah. Okay. So you've gone in. Oh, I've done pretty well. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. First, I got the salt. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting the sweet. Mm. And that brown butter. Just depth of flavor, right? It's exactly what I was hoping it would do, which is, yeah, that depth of flavor, but that you get from a crispy cookie, but you don't want that texture. That is delicious. Mmm. Yeah. A minute less, and it'd be even gooier, and you'd need a spoon. Mmm. That is so good. Well done. <laughs> Yay, cookies! You can get Chris's recipe for chocolate chip cookies by going to friendswithrecipes.org. And Chris can be found on Instagram as magiccox. You can find this podcast on Instagram as Friends with Recipes. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast as it makes a real difference and is truly appreciated. A big thanks to Chris for being on the show. You know, given that he's a magician and all, I asked him if there were any magic words he uses, maybe to help with the cookies or something. Chris got very quiet, looked me deep in the eyes, and said, Left leg in, left leg out, in, out, in, out, shake it all about. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely give that a try. Thanks for that, Chris. Tune in next week for another episode of Friends with Recipes. See you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.